From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl We like sports and we don't care who knows It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. Uh, hello, Almost Sports Talker. Uh, hold on, hold on. I can fake enthusiasm for a sec. You can do it. Hello, Almost Sports Enthusiasts. My name is Jason Dick, and it's totally not another Sadness Monday. That's CJ Morgan, what's up, CJ? How are you, buddy? More sad Mondays than happy ones so far on this show. It's it's frustrating that we yeah. are now way more, especially me, way more into watching every sport, which it was a bizarre, weird weekend. It was a good one to watch sports, yeah. unless you're a fan of yeah. a certain team. Look, everything went so good. I, I might win four fantasy games. Probably not. I got to uh, have Saquon tonight, and then I have another one where I'm against Saquon. I hate it when that happens. But it would, uh, all of my survivor picks, the one, and the people who I didn't pick lost. That was great. Everything was going so good with the exception of... Saturday afternoon. Uh, we're going to get to all the important stuff today. Rihanna is playing the Super Bowl halftime show. Cowboys on Monday Night Football. The butt punt. But uh, it is my job to start here. Why did C.J. Morgan FaceTime you on Saturday? No, we will get to that as well. But Texas 37-34. They lose in overtime to the hated Red Raiders on Saturday. Um, I I th- I know the answer as to why this one hurts more. I'm I'm particularly hurt by this one, and we'll get to that in just a second. But let me just ask you this, CJ, and I'll ask the uh, the listeners as well. Eight three four one zero two seven. What happened? <laughs> what what happened? Outcoached. How, how what, what missed missed tackles? <sighs> missed tackles is my number one thing. Just right. cannot seem. You you got the the play. The defensive play was called properly. Right. You got him in a good spot, and then you just you, you miss a tackle. But I'll go back to the bird's eye view. What the? Is that me? Is that you? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> Is that the panic button? I think, yeah, we pushed the panic, the panic button just went off. Yeah. Uh, I, bird's eye view, I'm going to say Texas Tech wanted it more. I, I That's why I picked them. That's why yeah. I bet on them because they hate Texas. Uh, and the hubris of not this team, but the fans thinking, ha, 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 this is the last time we're going to go into that hillbilly Lubbock and we're going to show those trash yeah. idiots that couldn't yeah. get into uh, any other school that were Texas and they're not. But no. Are you quoting me right there? No. Is that, because that is, that is how I felt. That, that is the problem. That's how all the fans felt, not realizing that in in my career being a – Sports watcher, yeah. uh, growing up in Amarillo and hating Texas Ooh. Tech, I have seen many, many a Tech team uh, knockoff in Jones Stadium, a superior Texas team. And this goes before Chris Sims all the way until, of course, the, the Crabtree catch. Mm-hmm. And it, it happened again, but it's astonishing. Yeah, look. If, if I told you Hudson Card averaged 9.2 yards on a pass, and Donovan Smith, 5.9. Bijan averaged 6.3 Bijan yards rushing. Was, was breaking off long touchdown runs. I was like, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, Tex running back, 4.1. Uh, Jordan Whittington, three, 13.3 average catch. Yards per catch. Yards yeah, yeah. per catch. Uh, 7.5 for Miles Price. <laughs> Tech's top receiver. Would you think that Tech would win? Right. Well, that's why. So there, there's two reasons why this one 
I feel like really stabbed me in the heart uh, is because, yeah, everything was going good. I guess the defense was a little questionable right from the beginning. Could, could not stop him but, on fourth down. Could uh, not yeah, up, wrap him up. 31-17 to 17 in the third quarter. Uh, I was already making plans for the fourth quarter. I was like, I don't. We don't need to hang till the end of this game. Yeah, I can be there at six o'clock, no problem. Because I was like, the Texas is going to have this whole thing in the bag at that point, and it it still almost doesn't feel real. Like I feel like I'm in Back to the Future too, and I'm in some sort of alternate timeline. Yeah, same, where we're going to have to go back to somewhere and see see where we skewed into this alternate reality where Texas in- lost the game on Saturday, and Biff I- is married to Marty's mom. And uh, I was celebrating the Burt Auburn amazing field goal. <laughs> yes. And then I had to go to the bathroom. So I ran to the bathroom real quick, only to oh, return no. to my television to yeah. be like, wait, what? Why, why does Tech Hang have on, the ball now? Let's, let's go back to that moment. For the answer, kick on the way. And it is good. He hooked it through. With no time on the clock, we're going to overtime. My guy, Bert Auburn, he is the he is the hero. And yeah, then just minutes later, Bijan Robinson. It hurts extra bad too that it's like literally our best player fumbled away. Literally our best player Absolutely. literally fumbled the game away. Yeah. And uh yeah, but here, to to my original question, what happened is what always happens, okay? I and other uh jackass non self aware Texas fans refuse to acknowledge the reality of the situation, and that's that we're bad. We're, I don't know if we're bad. We're we're mediocre. We're average. We're maybe slightly above well, average. it's going to get harder because Baylor looks okay. Kansas <laughs> yeah. State, Kansas. <laughs> right. I don't uh, TCU. Kansas might win the Big 12. Kansas, disrespect. Uh, they're 4-0. and Can't get ranked. Oh, they still got to play OSU and Oklahoma. Like, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This could be... Uh, a bad season we'll, we'll, if things we'll don't get, get to fixed. the future in just a moment. But, yeah, I will say that the the reason that this loss hurt me more than a – we came in two weeks ago and we joked that it was – we weren't joking. We were serious. It was a sadness Monday because the Longhorns had lost Alabama and the Cowboys lost. We were without Dak, without Quinn Ewers. I'm way more sad this time because I never considered it as an option that Texas was going to lose this game. Not, not, not just at 31-17, just all week long, I was like, oh, Texas is going to, you know, we're, we're going to beat up on uh, on Red Raider uh, because we're back. Texas is back. And it, I should have known. I mean, the point spread was what? Six and a half? Seven? Seven. Like seven-point yeah. favorites lose all the time. But I, I never even considered it. Until, like, even we needed a miracle to get in position for that Burt Auburn field goal. Which was incredible. To get to overtime. And at no point, I was always just like, oh, yeah, we're going to win the game. We're going to win the game. And seeing that momentum, that drive, uh, it was, that does not happen in football. And it did. And so it gave us every opportunity to shut up Lubbock and instead the weird random I just thought that we were, yeah, we were always going to win the game. And then when... I see that the tech fans, you know, rushing the field, as you guys do like every week now, I guess. Uh, we'll talk about that one fan. Is he, what, what's going on with that guy as well? What are you thinking, man? Push the uh, shove the UT player? Uh, yeah, they're rushing the field, and I'm like, hang on, is it over? Did we lose? We lost? How? How did this happen? I, I still thought, like, okay, Texas has, they're losing the takeaway, the the turnover game. This is, this is where you block a field goal. This is where something magical happens. Yeah. And it just, it didn't. There was... There yeah. was nothing magical. I don't. And, and so, yeah, I was uh, 
It, it really caught me by surprise. I never really was factoring the, that in as a possibility that Texas might lose that game. And be at the bottom but of the Big 12 right now. Are we at the bottom? So here, two, let, let's... With West Virginia 2-2. Two and two. We, we can talk about as much as you guys want, 8341027, about what happened in this game. Uh, you know, would would Texas have won if Quinn Ewers was out there? I thought Hudson Card played pretty good. I thought actually. he did too. And you know, did, but again, missed tackles, missed tackles, missed tackles. Fault. You know, we they, the defense, like you could say, the announcers making a big deal, but at the end of the game about how the Texas defense was obviously gassed. It was ninety something degrees down on the field. It's, it's a warm day in Lubbock. I mean, their first drive, Texas Tech's first drive, they can move the ball down the field pretty easily. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty. I mean, from the beginning, I would say it's a defensive problem. And the, the defense, like but, I said, they were dialing up the right plays. They were getting them in second and third and longs. Yeah. But then they weren't stopping the third and longs. And they the were tackle on fourth and five. They and weren't. Just, yeah, they weren't stopping fourth downs. And this is the exact same thing I had watched last week in the first half against UTSA. Um. What? So yeah, we can talk about all of those things, but what? what if, as we look to the future, and CJ just ran down the you know the the Big Twelve, it's a very interesting time with the Big Twelve because it's 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 open for everybody. I guess OU losing is good for Texas and the fact that they have lost now. But what are your do you have you re refigured rejiggered your expectations for the Longhorns uh, based on the fact that they lost Saturday at Texas Tech? Because after I mean the loss to Alabama was obviously upsetting, but at that point. I was thinking, if Texas isn't at least in the Big 12 championship game, this season is a disaster. I, like this season, like, like I thought, eleven and one, ten and two was on the table, and now I'm like, that's foolish. Don't, and and I'm trying to tell myself, Jason, don't fall for it again. I did the exact same, the exact thing a year ago. Sark was what three and one, and up twenty eight to three on Oklahoma, and I was like, oh, we're back. We we are awesome. We can make the college football playoff. And now I'm trying to tell myself, you know what? It might be another seven and five, six and six type year. Is Let's, that? Do you think that that's a, the, the right expectation? I think it's possible because you're a, two more places that Texas is going to be playing in a very hostile environment. Uh, first, Oklahoma State and Stillwater. They're ranked number nine. They're undefeated. Uh, they're playing at Kansas State as well. Uh, we don't know what Kansas is going to look like if this is just a fluke, but they're playing. <laughs> They're playing at Kansas. You know what? That Kansas loss last year uh, in overtime, it doesn't look as bad now because Kansas was good. And Kansas is definitely good now. They're 4-0. Were, were they good a year ago when they when they beat us? Possibly. Uh, yeah, look, I was you know, having these sad conversations with friends on Saturday night, and somebody said to me, Texas, like you can't be shocked with anything that they would do going forward. Like they could go 10-2. and They could go 2-10. and and I'm sure. like, they're not going to go two and ten. They're not going to lose the remaining games. Get out of here. But then I'm like, I don't know. Is there a is there a gimme on the rest of that schedule? West Virginia is the only one this Saturday. West Virginia we is call. supposed to be a gimme. It's it's at home. West Virginia sitting at the bottom of the Big Twelve with Texas at two and two. Yeah, and then yeah, you have Oklahoma, Iowa State, who's. Never going to be easy. At least this one's at home, so I would I would favor Texas for that. Oklahoma State and Stillwater, not good. That's almost as bad as playing in Lubbock. And then at Kansas State, uh, TCU still undefeated. That's a home game yeah. at least. At Kansas, and then, of course, the, the team I picked to win the Big 12, Baylor, for the last game of the season. So, yeah, this is I, – I mean, I don't want to hit the panic button, but after after watching that, it's – 
It's sad because I, 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 I don't think Tech's going to be in the conversation to win the Big 12 by any means because they hate they. <laughs> I, I, all I, I these seriously teams, doubt it. <laughs> every one of these teams, especially the road games, they're going to play their hardest against Texas because it is the last time the Longhorns will be in their See, hometown. And that's what you see with Tech. They play harder against Texas than they do anyone else. They hate Texas. I guess I should I should give more credence to that theory that the teams Texas is getting everybody's best shot because they're all mad that Texas is taking their their ball and going home to the SEC for for a bigger payday. And every time people would say that, I'd say, "Come on! I mean, aren't are you not playing? You know, playing hard all the time? You really need that extra motivation. Also, we just have too many athletes. We're going to out athlete them, so they can be as mad as they want. Uh, but clearly, you know, there's something something special in the Lubbock water uh, because, yeah, the team the the team that held Alabama, maybe the best team in the country, to, to 20 points." The tech just carved us up on yeah. Saturday, uh, particularly in the you know the second half and the fourth quarter of that game. They just did what they want on offense, and uh, yeah, I look. I said Saturday night. I was trying to to rebolster my confidence. I said Texas will be an underdog two more times versus Oklahoma. This is before Oklahoma had lost to K State, and Oklahoma State is probably. But then I'm like, yeah, playing at K State probably going to be a dog. Uh, playing Baylor the last week of the, the probably going to be a dog. And yeah, what if Kansas? What if Kansas is still undefeated? Yeah, <laughs> like they keep surprising every week. They, oh they keep winning. Golly, four zero. What is happening, man? How did we were up thirty one seventeen? Okay, sure. Heisman. Bijan was running to. I was putting together in my mind. I was putting together the the Heisman highlight reel for my guy, and then he, he fumbles the ball. Fumbled the ball. To be fair, it looked like it was knocked out. I don't think. It was I, I mean, quite a. It is not. It was not the most forced fumble that I've ever seen. Okay, sure. it was not. But you know what? Don't don't put yourself in that situation. Shouldn't be in overtime versus Texas Tech. Uh, we'll have more on the uh, the Longhorns uh, as we progress here. If you want to get in here, five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the phone number. Tweet at us at Almost ESPN Radio. Jason and CJ Almost Sports back after this. Hold on. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. We'll uh, preview Monday Night Football Cowboys Giants in New York, New Jersey uh, at some point today. You know, a friend uh, just texted me. They're like, Jason, you're a professional sports opinion pundit knower of things, right? Uh, who do I pick? I got uh, It's all on the line for the Pick'em Contest tonight. And I was like, I would be leaning the Giants, but I I am a self-hating Cowboys fan right now. Don't trust my opinion, okay? I'm shook. <laughs> I'm shook after what, what happened to the uh, the Longhorns. Uh, I get, you know what? I should have known. Something was, uh, was going on. Something was weird in the universe when in the first quarter, they cut away from a Texas football game to show me an Aaron Judge strikeout. At least they did the split screen. Okay. So there was that. CJ, I know you're sometimes a baseball guy, and yeah. certainly you, you're excited by this home run chase. That Was that the right decision? I, 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 I was texting everybody saying, this is horrible. What's going on here? Did they just cut away from Longhorn football to show me an Aaron Judge strikeout because he was on 60 home yeah, runs. It, 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 didn't, it didn't bother me because... And- at least he wasn't being pitched to walk. He was being pitched to hit. And I was like, oh, this is this is history. I would like yeah. to see this. It's the first quarter. If this had been 
in the fourth quarter of a close so, game, then then no way. Yeah, but you I, know you know what's funny is that I texted uh, our guy Ed Clements. You can hear his opinion on the Texas meltdown today. He and Beto four to six right here on one hundred two seven. He said it's history, man, and I was like, is it history? He's 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 tying the non-record for yeah. the, for the home run. Like he's just hitting sixty one. Um, I don't know. Was that his final at bat? Because they didn't do it again, right? They did not cut back to him. Uh, and the guy right after him hit a two-run homer. Would so. they? Would they cut into the fourth quarter? Would they cut in into an overtime game to if, say, "Hey, Aaron Judge has got a regular season at bat right now"? If I'm the director of sports for yeah. Fox New Fox, I would say no. It, it's on if ESPN. It, it, I, I yeah. think you have to, or ESPN, r- right. regardless. Uh, I would. If 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 we're about to cut into a close game, I feel like you can pick which ones you're gonna pull from. I I would not make I would not do that because people right. get mad. Um, my my ex girlfriend used to work at KXAN, and they would have to cut in to say if it's like Wheel of oh Fortune, they would have to cut in with severe weather alert, I, <laughs> and people would call and be so angry. And it's As like, well, they should. Okay, no, there's a tornado coming. You got, you, you would rather watch Wheel of Fortune. First of all, they'll cut in for like a flash flood watch. All right, knock it off, man. Uh, they, we all have phones now. Okay, we have we know about the weather situation is no longer where we we have to hear we have to hear from Mark Murray on. Mark Murray, that's a weatherman, right? Yeah, or, or KXN, uh, my, my, my guys, Jim Spencer, Jim Spencer. And, uh, uh, David uh, Yeoman. Get David, it on, get it on, man. It's the, is in charge. Yeah, I don't now. know if you need to cut in for that. And I don't know that you cut in. What, what if it's an Alabama game? If it's Texas Alabama playing football, are you cutting in to show me Aaron Judge? First quarter, it's Try not it. as important. And they, they only did the half screen. No, I, yeah. And I they, think they, they turned the audio to the baseball game on. I was they like, did that. Yeah. What's up with that, man? That's, that's not cool. Uh, okay, here, generic sports talk question, CJ. Would Texas have won if Quinn Ewers was the quarterback? Uh, sure. I mean, I mean, Hudson Card was not the problem. No. He it, still holds the ball way too. I'm like, throw the ball away. Has yeah. nobody pulled you aside and said, hey, it's all right to throw the ball away? That, uh, that interception was pretty bad, but yeah. I, I thought he played good. He made some uh, He made some plays with his legs. He managed the game. I'm sure they, they probably put up more points. Uh, but it, it wasn't on, I don't think it was on the coaches and I don't think it was on the offense. I think it was on missed tackles. Yeah. If you can't, yeah, I you, look, I four fourth downs and you can't stop them out of what they got four out of six. Is I, that I was, right? I think it was more than that. I think they, they had six fourth down conversions, right? Because they put it up that that is an all time Texas tech school record. Yeah. Six fourth down conversions. And even, even the, one of the ones that Texas stopped pinned him back in the end zone. Right. Where you had that short punt. Um, look, I didn't believe it when I said it. I was just engaging in some hot take jackassery, but that Hudson Card was going to make people forget all about Quinn Ewers, that Quinn Ewers would never start a game again. I think I said that he, he was going to transfer back to Ohio State. I was just I was just messing around, man. But Hudson Card was, you're right, interception was really bad. But he, Other than that, he was good he in a was very playing, hostile environment. Yeah, the, at, a, at a level that I wasn't really sure that he had. I mean, he there was 21 seconds left. Texas was down 21. Yeah. The The game was was over, and he moved him into field goal posi- and, position for my guy, Bert Auburn. Uh, and he still busted he up. Good. He's still right, not still, 100%. He's still hobbling around. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen Quinn. Quinn Ewers has played like t- three quarters of football at Texas, so I, I don't know that that's – the situation. Uh, do you think that we, we we talked about this last week? He's dressing for every game. There was, you know, talk. Steve, Coach Sark says that he's out there practicing. 
Is it possible he's going to play versus West Virginia? No, not you. You don't risk him against West Virginia if he's not completely ready. If if that's the worst other team mm. than you in the conference, you you stick with the game oh, plan. You stick with card. Worst other team in you. Yeah, that's her. That, it's no. a toilet bowl. Man, I I knew that things were things were uh, awry when the game is six thirty on Saturday. I didn't even know that that was an option. Like that six thirty games happened. Like I knew I've been very consumed, CJ, with uh, kickoff times recently. Yeah, can you just tell me that OU is going to be at eleven a.m.? It's hard to be addicted to golf and addicted to college football at the same time. <laughs> and right? pickleball, so and, it messes yeah. with your whole schedule. Well, the, the pickleball is for weeknights. My, my oh, okay. Saturdays are for golf, but also the Longhorns. And so, yeah, trying to get these things to line up. Uh, but I was I was go- I'm literally googling the the draft process. I was like, who gets to pick the first game? What time? I'm trying to figure out what time we were going to be. And then when it was announced six thirty, I was like, I thought it was eleven two thirty six or seven. I didn't even know six thirty was the was an option. I don't know. I can't imagine what network this is on. I know it's on FS1. It's it's going to be fine. Uh, but yeah, things are. It's just how quickly I, uh, things have changed from as where uh, a week ago I probably wouldn't have said it. I wouldn't have said it out loud, but there was a little tiny corner in the back of my mind that was like, we could still make the college football playoff, okay? Our only loss was by one point really to, the, to, to a, a really good team. And now just even having just having those thoughts seems nonsense. It seems ridiculous. Even being in conversation to win the Big 12 seems impossible. Well, okay, on that front, uh, Oklahoma, number six at the time on Saturday night, upset by Kansas State, uh, 41-34. to Adrian Martinez is a, a man who I now know plays quarterback for Kansas State. He ran for 148 yards and four touchdowns, uh, threw for 234 and a score as well. Kansas State upsetting Oklahoma is good for the Horns? I don't know. I mean, I think it's I mean, the, the Oklahoma would have been the favorite to win the Big 12, uh, you know, heading into Saturday. So I would say, yeah, it's good and that everybody, you know, needs to needs to lose for Texas to get back into it. But now, uh, again, like, it seems silly to even sort of speculate on the thing. Like, what does it matter? It doesn't matter because Texas isn't going to contend for the Big 12, are they? Yeah, two losses, uh, one loss in the Big 12 to a team that's not going to contend, and then you have the tougher part of the schedule. After West Virginia, it gets more difficult than Tech in every (sighs) single game. Uh, and, and yeah, look, I can already hear. What, what time is it? Noon today? I think noon today. Uh, Sark will meet with the media. Ed Clements will be there to ask him a very difficult uh, question. Ed asks the hard question. That's what what he does. Sure. Uh, and I I can tell you what he, he's going to say. All of our goals are still attainable. All of everything is still out in front of us because yeah, you could still win the Big Twelve. You could still make it to the Sugar Bowl. But I'm like that seems that's uh, that seems like fantasy land talk now, right? It does, but I hope I hope the players don't think that because if they start getting down and that's that's exactly what happened last year. They, you could see the team just were deflated and with every loss and everything going right. wrong, wrong they game by game, minute by minute, they yeah. just became more and more deflated and loss didn't care. by loss. Uh, the, you know, say uh, to the tune of six in a row uh, a year ago. Which is why, Jason, what is wrong with you? Don't be such a dummy. How do, how do I keep falling for it, okay? 
Uh, you know what? I guess I'm just a, I'm a romantic at heart, CJ. I, I believe yeah. <laughs> I believe in uh, the, the the chance of love for me and the Longhorns in a national championship sort of scenario. Because yeah, like how this team was five and seven and lost to Kansas a year ago. Why would why would we just all of a sudden everything we would be back? No, Jason, don't don't let your don't fall for it, man. Don't fall for it. Uh, and broke my heart again, Billy. Yeah. Congratulations uh, to Texas Tech as well. You said that you, uh, I, I realized on Saturday night, I have a lot of Tech fans in my life as well. Like, yeah, it sucks. Uh, well, no, I was, congr- one of my, the, the guy, to, those of you who listen to my morning show know, I'm trying to move to Maynard, CJ. I'm yeah. building a house in Maynard. And yeah, my, uh, my builder slash architect, he went to Texas Tech. He was there on Saturday. He was rushing the field. Ryan, you aren't rushing he the field, were you? Uh, but no, he was there on Saturday, and I was actually happy for him because I was like, you drove all the way to Lubbock. It can't be a fun drive. It, like it would, it would suck to go up there and just have the Longhorns stomp you. That's what I was expecting. I was like, why are you going to see that? You don't want to see that. Uh, but yeah, the, the, you know, that they, they did it, that they pulled out the, the win, and probably now, are we ever going to play Texas Tech again? I don't know if we're going to play them next year. Were you ever going to Lubbock again? Hope not. Maybe uh-huh. maybe in a nice Alamo Bowl yeah, game sometime yeah. in the future. Here, let's uh let's move to the NFL where I don't have any sadness about or no Essy <laughs> friends that are gonna send right. us messages. Right, right. At, at least until tonight, I don't have any sadness with the National Football League Cowboys on Monday night football. You can hear it right here on 1027 ESPN Radio. Uh Jason and CJ back on the other side of this break. Hold on. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. It's Jason Dick, CJ Morgan, and you, 512-834-1027, if you want to get in here. Am I overreacting? Am I too sad about a Texas loss to Texas Tech? No, it's pretty sad. I was a good is, fan. Very, I'm a rebound. Very uh, disappointing. Yeah. Uh, or you could tweet at us uh, at Almost ESPN Radio. Uh, let's move to the NFL Cowboys Giants Monday Night Football tonight. You can hear the game right here on ESPN Radio. Uh, the uh, Cowboys still a one-point underdog in the game tonight. Uh, oh, speaking of uh, gambling and numbers, you know, I said everything went good for me yesterday. Survivor picks worked, fantasy things went. Yeah, good. I was zero and three in uh, our football picks this week. So I am. Uh, I know I'm, you, you I'm two and zero. Oh. oh, and you have uh, you have the Giants tonight. Yeah, yeah I have the Giants tonight. So okay. I could I could go three and but zero. Two and zero. You're going to pull ahead in the standings no matter what because I'm now I'm now down to five and seven. Yeah, that's right. Oh and three. Yeah, oh and three. I oh. had well I had I had the the Longhorns. Yeah. What did I I said I took a bunch of favorites. Uh I had the Longhorns and then I had uh Detroit minus excuse me, Minnesota minus six versus Detroit, which they needed a miracle. Minnesota did win that game but did not cover, needed a miracle on that one. And then what else did I have? Oh yeah, the Buffalo Bills. All right, and who couldn't win despite getting butt punted? Butt punt. A butt. The That's Dolphins. now a thing. A butt punt. We'll get to the butt punt before the end of the show. I promise you that. Uh, but let's go to. Let's just cheer the people up. How about Rihanna? Is that do it for Rihanna? Rihanna. I was yeah. told today, okay. Rihanna. Totally unacceptable. You can't say Rihanna. Chili Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. Rihanna. Uh, has been announced as the headliner for the 57th Super Bowl halftime show. That's a weird way to say it. Is it Super Bowl 57? Yeah, she'll uh, be performing at halftime February 12th, Arizona. Kind of weird because 
there were, it says here there were rumors that Taylor Swift would be the headliner. There weren't rumors. I got a full-on Apple News push notification saying Taylor Swift is going to he- headline the Super Bowl halftime and show. And decided she wants to record all her albums. And then, yeah, an hour later, they're like, oh, just kidding. Uh, they offered it to Taylor Swift, and, and she said no. Yeah, she said that she turned it down because she wants to finish re-recording her first six albums. So far, she's only done two of them, so... I don't know, like 2030, you might be ready for the, the, the Swifties She'll be back then, yeah. take over the Super Bowl. Um, I have no real affinity, but also distaste for Rihanna. CJ, well, how do you how do you feel about Rihanna? Oh, I, I like Bowl? her. I think yeah? she's great. I think it'll be a fun show. I like that Umbrella song. Yeah, yeah. That's kind um, of all I know. Shirani? I know Shirani. She, she did with The Lonely Island. Yeah. You don't know yeah. Shirani? Yeah. It's a Saturday Night Live thing. Uh, yeah. I think they'll probably team her up with. Uh, you got always got to have your old fogey act in these act in these kind of things. Otherwise, yeah. uh, people start to the old white men start to get a little mad. Right. So maybe we'll They're see. They're gonna team her up with a Paul McCartney Conway or something. Twenty. Like, yeah, Conway. <laughs> he's not, he's 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 not alive. Is oh, he? is he gone? I think it's like we'll the eighties. We'll have a Conway hologram. That's <laughs> there you go. You can bring back anyone at any point. You know, I'm fine though with a. As a matter of fact, I might prefer having a halftime show. That's that, a pop act. Well, that I'm just mostly apathetic about. Okay, because the idea, the like the the Super Bowl. There's no there's no breaks. Okay, there's the football, and then the commercials are so notable and such a such a thing that you can't get up and refill your plate or hit the the gentleman's room during the commercials you know what the 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 rihanna portion no disrespect rihanna that's my bathroom break time yeah i don't really care about the halftime performance even if it's one of my favorite bands out there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit and watch it because it's it's usually pre-recorded uh it's it's short chunks of their it's like mashups of quick things of their songs like i don't right, care yeah, nobody plays the whole song you just have little yeah, yeah. bits and pieces i mean it, but it's fun to go and rewatch and be like oh that was a really cool thing they did this they had the fireworks like the production value is interesting but i'm not going to watch it live i don't care enough to do that i think mm. it's i think it's for the kids i think it's for the dare i say like the the partners the spouses that are forced to watch the super bowl oh, like yeah. uh, it, it it's for a different audience sure. than the uh than the 67 year old jets fan who gets on ESPN threads and, and boos yeah. everyone. It's, it's not for you, man. <laughs> you just reminded me of the look on my uh, my girlfriend's face yesterday. I, I just watched at my house uh, yesterday. Usually I'm, I'm out to somewhere to, to hitting up some other buddy's house. But I was watching at home. I had the red zone on. And right at the start there, Scott Hansen, is that his name? Scott Hansen says, okay, seven hours of commercial free football starts now. And she just looks at me and she goes, seven, seven? hours? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not, he's not counting Sunday night football, darling. I mean, really, it goes to like 11 p.m. If you, if you Very really true. But buckle up. It's going to be quite a day. It was quite a fun day for us. Uh, this is where, usually where I'd ask, who is your, do you have a favorite Super Bowl halftime show ever? Easy. But is that, you, you do have the easy, easy one. I think we probably have the same I one. think we do. Uh, is this the C.J. Morgan top 10 list? This is the C.J. Morgan let's top d- 10 Super Bowl halftime performances of all time. All right, let's go. Starting with number 10 might not be the top, but definitely the most memorable and controversial. Uh, Justin oh. Timberlake, Janet Jackson, 2004. Of course, there was the the nipple incident, yeah. which... Uh, it's a wardrobe malfunction. Wardrobe malfunction, CJ, CJ. which uh, at the time was huge because it was on live television. It tanked Janet Jackson's career. It set yeah. Justin Timberlake back for a couple of years. And then the the 
Bush administration, blue hairs, FCC came down hard on radio. It kind of screwed us around. It screwed radio yeah. for some reason. They, uh, they suddenly got, they saw this and well, said, you know what? We're going after all to, those. all those, to clean up the airwaves, okay? All those Howard Stearns out there. Our society has been becoming riddled with indecency. And so, yeah, they, what did they do? They, they changed the FCC fine for uh, broadcasting something indecent. Went from twenty seven thousand five hundred to they they ten xed it right isn't it now oh, yeah. two hundred and seventy five thousand yeah. dollars if you say a, it, a, a it potty caused, word on the radio it it caused a lot of trouble in the broadcasting specifically in radio for the, a visual yeah. thing going bad that <laughs> I, say what you will about the patriotism and freedom of the Bush administration but they they really passed a lot of laws taking away mm. a lot of American freedoms yeah. Oh well, there was a time where if I I was like if I get a decency violation the twenty seven I'll, I'll 000, cover it. Well, I I feel like my career would survive that. And when they when they ten x it to two hundred seventy five thousand, I was like, I don't think my career will survive. And, and that. here's I don't think it's going to work. Here's the thing: if something goes wrong, on, I don't even know if I could do twenty seven thousand. If something goes wrong on air, it's not just the station that pays the fine. Like you, the individual. Oh, right. Have to pay the fine. And this could be if you're interviewing a band, if someone calls in now, they have relaxed that law a little bit. They've they've walked it back to where if something is obviously an incident, like Isaac, our producer, runs in the studio, tells us both to screw off mm-hmm. and it and, and the cuss word goes on air. You would never, right? It, man? Eventually, eventually. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, but it's it's it yeah, was, it was a it crazy was a, time. Weird time. Uh, let's get back into more fun okay. uh, ones. Uh, number nine, The Weekend from 2021. His whole maze running around with the handheld camera performance. Yeah. I just thought it was fun. I thought it was cool. I thought it was unique. It made a lot of the blue-haired boomers mad, but I was like, this is... I've never seen this before. This I is feel fun. like I needed a warning. Sometimes you know those like a uh, the video game. It'll tell you don't play this if you suffer from epileptic seizures. And I don't, but I'm also like, <laughs> like I was like, hang on, stop, stop moving around, man. You're giving me a headache. It hurts. Yeah, that would have been frustrating with VR. Uh, number eight, the Rolling Stones back in 2006. It's the Rolling Stones. Really? Yeah, yeah. Memorable uh, one for me. Okay. That was, you know what, that's another side effect of the Janet-Justin Timberlake thing was they quickly were like, okay, you know what, we're going to just go safe uh, old fogey music for the next oh, decade or they, so. They really did, and you'll see that that's reflected more in the rest of this list. Uh, yeah. Number seven, though, one that really made people mad. I guess I like the ones that make people mad. Uh, Lady Gaga in 2017. <laughs> She's phenomenal. She's Lady Gaga. Like she Lady she Gaga. puts on an incredible performance. Uh, number six. Definitely an older act and a reaction of the Justin Timberlake thing, but still one of the greatest of all time. My man, Tom Petty, number six, mm. doing the Super Bowl in 2008. I but yeah, there, I, need to, I need to double check the years, but from 2004 to like 10 or more, I feel like it was just... The Who is the in who, there. Yeah, Paul McCartney did one. Paul Mc- and look, I like Paul McCartney's tre- tremendous. He's great, but yeah, the, it was it was totally clear that they're like we cannot be trusted with the young musical they acts went, of today. They went the opposite, so we're just gonna go old fogies here. Uh, number five, Beyonce in 2013. A lot of memes coming from that one. A lot of people Beyonce. frustrated. Number four, remember she she had the intense like face and yeah. like anger and like. See, was, but you know what's funny about that one? If I remember correctly, and uh, the fact checkers, I want to say first of all, thank you to the fact checkers for at least for the first thirty minutes of this program going easy on your guy. I'm like, I'm clearly in a delicate spot here. Okay, yes. I can't I can't be paying up a bunch of five dollar penalties. 
I believe that was technically Coldplay was the headliner of that Super Bowl halftime show. No, there was another one with Beyonce, oh, Coldplay, and Maroon 5. So they gave Beyonce her own Yeah, thing? yeah. Uh, that one actually makes my list of worst uh, oh. halftime performances ever. Uh, but number five, Beyonce, 2013. Number four, this one ruled if you were a young man really into hip-hop as a kid, hmm? uh, it was great to see Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, oh, last Eminem, year. Mary J. Blige, 2002. That, yeah. was, that was a good one. I like that. Did you say 50 Cent? 50. Oh, yeah, 50, 50 Cent, 50 too. was there Up, doing upside-down upside down sit-ups uh, at the, the very beginning there. I got to add his name to that. That uh, one was okay. Uh, number three, 2009, still in the Justin Timberlake uh, era. Hangover. Uh, hangover. But still an incredible one. The boss, Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen and the mm. E Street Band in 2009. Um, number two, probably one of the greatest ever, uh, Prince back in 2007. Okay. Uh, he refused to pre-record or have his Good for you, guitar Prince. Good for you. not plugged in. Yeah. Uh, that Prince one was phenomenal. That's the one that I thought that we were going to both say is number one. Uh, that uh, that I think that if you are a, a fan of rock and roll and people, you know, loud guitars, that yeah, that would be the one that you would go to. But now I'm, I'm curious what you're going to do with the number one spot here. Number one. Going back to my childhood, and I'm not talking okay. about when they had marching bands. I can say there's two that I really uh, and care magicians. about, and this is this is one of them. Number one, it's the Super Bowl. It's halftime. Mm-hmm. Up in the very corner of the stadium, right. and smoke pops up. <laughs> Michael Jackson, the Rose Bowl. Then he disappears, and <laughs> Michael Jackson's here. <laughs> then he's behind you. Then he's over there, and then suddenly, boom! Yeah, Michael Jackson's on the field. 1993 Super Bowl, Michael Jackson, your Dallas Cowboys are back, win their first Super Bowl in decades, 52-17 to 17 over the Bills. Uh, as a kid, that was just phenomenal. My my yeah. favorite one by far. I know today it doesn't quite look as cool as it used to. Oh, did uh, Michael Jackson do something to sully up his reputation? Is that it what might, you're saying? It might have been that. Uh, or it's probably just the, I haven't watched it in a million years. The technology is probably real clunky, right? Do we even know what it's, that was? Was that hologram Michael Jackson? What no, was I that? think it was just actors. I, you know, it was, just, an, it was somebody dressed up as Michael Jackson. Probably, yeah. Really? They would have the pyrotechnics. He would pop up on a preset stage like magi- ma- magicians use, right? And then disappear and go like that. That was just Michael Jackson dress ups. But yeah. still, watching yeah. that as a kid and being a fan of Michael Jackson at the time. Absolutely incredible, my my favorite by far. And I'll I'll look up some other ones, and I'll also come back this week with my list of the worst the ones. The worst ones, because there have been some bad, uncomfortable, I think cringe you, ones. You mentioned all the ones that I would consider uh, notable. As a matter of fact, some of them, like I did, I like Tom Petty. I don't remember him playing the Super Bowl halftime show at all. Uh, I think th- there's also U2 it, back in 2002 uh, was pass. a big one, but I I'm not a fan. The Who had a good one, but not. Memorable. There was Aerosmith and Britney Spears within scenes. Oh, There's- you know who? Uh, uh, Katy Perry with Lenny Kravitz that one year. Oh yeah, you know, riding- with, that was the left shark you know, riding the shark. Yeah, yeah there yeah. was a, there was one of the sharks that was just doing its own thing. That uh, was that was a big one. Yeah, uh, the Shakira and J Lo was pretty good yeah, too. That's fine. Um, I guess it was, a, I think Bruno Mars was the headliner, but that was the year that the, the Chili Peppers were sort of like the assistant act. And I remember looking up and you see Flea is up there. His bass is not plugged in. And oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is so stupid. He's not even going to, and you know what? Good for him. He's like, I'm not going to fake plug it in. 
uh, but because it's pre-recorded, they pre-taped the whole thing. Which yeah, doesn't doesn't make any sense. So Michael Jackson was your number one all time, huh? Yeah, just I mean, it, I think it has I just to... loved the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl that year. I might have colored my opinion of it. I I would have to agree with you. Yeah, but also just just the memory, just going back as a kid to how cool that was. But there were, uh, yeah, there were some bad ones what? along the way. There were yeah. some there. They, I know why they don't do country music at the Super Bowl anymore. Those have been awkward. Um, Man, I can't even think of a country music artist who's yeah, done like Travis Tritt and uh, yeah. Clint Black did Conway one. Twitty. Yeah, Conway Twitty, <laughs> hologram Conway Twitty. Uh, tweet at us at almost ESPN Radio. Who is your favorite Super Bowl halftime show? Are you pumped for Rihanna? Uh, what did CJ leave off of his his list? Maybe it's uh, coming in the bottom 10. 512-834-1027 is the phone number as well. It's Jason, CJ, Almost Sports, back after this. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. 512-834-1027 is the phone number we'll get to. We will cover the butt punt and all of the glory of the butt punt uh, that it deserves in, in just a moment. But uh, quickly from the uh, fact checkers. <laughs> uh, I just got a text message uh, from one Ed Clements that says, tell that little turd CJ to stop with the old white man talk. I am one of them. Ed, you are? Yeah. Ed's, I didn't know that. Ed's one of the token old white guys who gets he gets angry if you put no, too much Ed, Ed, kids I, music Ed in there. Ed doesn't get grumpy. Ed, I'm meaning the grumpy guys, and I specifically used a, a New York Jets fan because they seem to be the grumpiest. Every time you Jets see fans? every time you see a shaking your fist at the man on the lawn or the kids on your lawn, I got roots for the Jets. It, it's always a profile of some guy in a Jets jersey. Yeah, uh, Ed, I spend too much time fighting about sports on the internet. <laughs> Ed is uh, clearly listening to the Almost Sports program while on the way to DKR. Ed, give us a Sark report. I believe it's at noon. Uh, Sark uh, will usually have his Monday press conference. I'm interested interested to know. What he's going to say today about how everything is still... We're going to use this as a growing opportunity, CJ. We're he said the players it. are pissed. He said they didn't sleep <sighs> on the on the neither, long ride home. Me neither. Uh, is it a long ride home? Surely they they fly up to Lubbock, right? Y'all have airports. They would probably take buses. They have airports. In no, they didn't. Okay. They don't uh, have an airport in Lubbock. It's just a long strip of sand. Right. <laughs> That long strip of uh, We will get back to uh, Texas and their unfortunate overtime loss to the Red Raiders later on in the program. But that makes me sad, okay? This fills me with joy, fills me with happiness. There is a thing in our lives now called the butt punt. Butt punt. Everybody will remember where they were when the butt punt took place uh, in the, I mean, it's probably the upset of the day, right? Uh, the, the Dolphins beat the number one, we had all declared them the best team in the league, the Buffalo Bills, 21-19. to 19. Uh, Did they upset the Bills in spite of the butt punt or because of it? <laughs> did did it <laughs> did it add that magic? Did they know? Hey, we just we just made history, guys. Uh, so yeah, I I now know that the punter for the Dolphins is somebody named Thomas Morstead, uh, and that his uh, personal protector, I believe, is the name of that position, Trent Sherfield. That's the guy who basically he stands right behind. He stands like the running back. Yeah, would do. where the running back or maybe a quarterback and shotgun would normally be. And, yeah, they, they snap it past him if it's a fake. Sometimes they snap it to the personal protector. But, yeah, his job is to personally protect the guy who's kicking the football back there. And Thomas Morstead, that's that's how you repay him, man. 
taking uh, it in the wazoo. They, they were uh, they were backed up against their own goal line, so the punter can't get as far back as he normally would. Uh, you, oftentimes you got you got to rush the kick out, uh, and yeah, it just got crowded back there because when he tried to kick it. He sent it just straight into his personal protector's backside. I don't know. This is this is risky. And it was blocked. Oh my goodness! Blocked indeed. It was butt blocked. Yeah, not yeah. Blocked indeed. Not not really. And then that the guy kicked it. And by the way, it didn't like. It didn't. It wasn't a freak. Oh my god! How did his butt get in there so fast? He kicked it directly into his butt. Like yeah. there was no question that whether or not it was going to happen. Oh, it hit oh, the, his own the personal protector. Sherfield hit his behind. That gives a whole new meaning to kicking. You know what? <laughs> when you can't say ass good, on good, TV. Good for you, Come Kevin on. Harlan. Yeah, I know. You probably can, but could, could be kids out there listening. Yeah, uh, the uh, the butt punt. Better or worse than the butt fumble, CJ? What do you think? I mean, you remember, you know the butt p- yeah, fumble, right? Yeah. For those of you uh, uh, unaware, just Google it. I'm pretty sure if you write butt fumble, Mark Sanchez will come up. Uh, but uh, he's one of those uh, complaining uh, Jets fans. Uh, yeah, Mark Sanchez takes the snap. It looks like he's just going to run it up the middle. He, he has some daylight, and then he just runs into the backside of one of his offensive linemen, falls to the ground, fumbles the ball. It was returned for a touchdown. It's like a decade old now, maybe maybe even Mark more than San- poor that. Mark Sanchez. Poor Mark Sanchez, forever associated with the butt fumble. But maybe maybe he's off the hook now. Is the butt punt? Does it knock? Does it knock the butt fumble off of the number one spot when it comes to football butt stuff? I say that we all learned what a personal protector is, and that that's the actual name of the position. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, butt punt, butt punt, top of mind. Also, butt punt is a little more. Ferocious. That's a, that's a heavy kick. In fact, I'm going to add that to the punishment plinko for my other show this week. Oh. We're, we're going to have a butt punt. You're going to you're going to hit Matt Bearden with a butt punt, or, or it might it or might he'll be you. Hit me. Might be you. We're tied. It, right? So there we go. The butt punt. <laughs> it's an unbelievable time. What what was a uh, a worse look? The butt punt or Jimmy Garoppolo just running out of the back of the end zone on on accident? You see that? Yeah. He Dan Orlovsky'd himself uh, on uh, Sunday Night Football last night. It was just the same thing, backed up to the uh, their own end zone, and he's just retreating to throw a pass. And was like, oh yeah, yeah, I just keep going back as far. What's that? I'm out of bounds. This is a safety. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, which that's, would that's wind worse. up being the difference in the yeah. game. Yeah, that, that one's weird bad. week. Weird week of. Very weird. There were. Did you see? There was uh, the Atlanta Seahawks game was delayed because of a uh, because of a a unauthorized droid drone 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 droid drone. These are not the droids that you're looking for. Uh, Yeah, there was drones. Tampa Bay. There were bees. (laughs) There was a bee situation. (laughs) Yeah, they had a a hive of bees hanging out on the uh, the goalpost. Why you got a bee like that? Bees. Uh, it was a it was a weird time, including you know what? Here, let's stick in that uh, Miami game. Tua Tagovailoa was concussed, right? He left. He he and had came back. I guess he passed the the protocol again. This is video that you need to check out if you have not seen it. Uh, and now the NFL Players Association they want a review of the league's concussion protocols because Tua. Uh, he, he gets his bell rung. He gets his head. His head smacks the, uh, the the turf. It looked bad, man. It looked real bad. And that was before he gets up and he tries to you know to run back to the huddle and he takes a couple steps and then he just collapses. Yeah. Just falls to the ground. So that should be it. For and the you're day. like, uh, yeah, this guy. I I'm going to ask the question: Should he ever play football again? 
not in 15 minutes, uh, as was the case, because, yeah, I thought it's over. He, he's out of the game. What's Teddy Bridgewater time? Uh, but no, uh, the next time Red Zone cuts back to it, Tua's right back, back in the in game, there. and I'm like, what's going on there? Uh, yeah, they say that he, uh, the NFL's sideline concussion process, it's a six-step process, tests that uh, if a player uh, fails any one of them, they are out for the game. They are in concussion protocol. They say Tua passed all of those things. Uh, he says that he thinks he hyperextended his back, that his uh, his back locked up. And that's what caused him to stumble. So, okay, it wasn't a stumble. It, you it went was down. Like, he yeah. collapsed. I, I was worried you were paralyzed, man. Like you just immediately went from walking, walk, <laughs> flop. You know how just sometimes you have those old men from New Jersey that can pass a DWI <laughs> no matter how much they've had to drink. Uh-huh. Maybe Tua can pass concussion protocol no matter how concussed he is. But that definitely looked like he should not have come back into the game. Right. 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 Why are they from New Jersey now? Are we still just picking on the Jets fans? Yeah, I guess so. Kind of punching down, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and here, let's go uh, go out for this hour on this. Uh, stay in the uh, the state of football, uh, state of football, the state of Florida, uh, where football things are good, at least for the pro teams, at least for the pro teams named the Jacks, the Jaguars, and the Dolphins. Not so much the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> Doug Peterson has tied Urban Meyer. For fifth all time in the most wins by a Jaguars coach. All right. He has two wins. Okay. But I don't know if this is more of a, is this dunking on Urban Meyer or on the Jacksonville Jaguars in that just two wins gets you to number two on the list. Top five all time. That's a, but how about the Jags, man? Jags, did Jags I t- looking pretty good. I believe I told you. Didn't you I did? tell you that you the did. Jags were going to be good? Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, they're going to figure it out. Doug Peterson. You can't begin to – we were underestimating how bad of a coach Urban Meyer was uh, for that team a year and ago. And that that team a year ago wasn't as healthy as it is now. It didn't yeah. have uh, all the pieces. But and, uh, th- hey. 38-10, to 10, a, uh, a beatdown of the Los Angeles Chargers who were – at one time, you know, thought to be one of the best teams in the league. Now, and now we're saying one and two on the season. We were talking about how the AFC West might be the best division in football, and now mm. it's it's looking like maybe that's not mm. true. I mean, was Justin Herbert still feeling it from the short, you right. know, week getting yeah, busted the Ch- up Chiefs against Kansas him up City? Yeah, good last week, uh, that, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know what's not? What's definitely not the best division? AFC South, where the Jag- the Jags are good. Uh, and probably going to win that division. But uh, the Texans now, it's just the Texans and the Raiders are the only winless teams remaining in the NFL. Uh, yes, yeah. Texans fell to the Chicago Bears. Texans with a with a tie, <laughs> though. Oh, right. Uh, and then Colts randomly beating the Chiefs somehow. That was good for me. That was, uh, what a stupid week. Yeah, football. Stupid. You know what? Let's. I move that we just expunge this whole one from the record. This one shouldn't count. Yep. Yeah, right, our right sad now. Monday. Uh, Okay, more from the Almost Sports Show. It's Jason CJ back in just a second. Hold on.